Hi friends, my name is Tracy and I'm so glad you joined us for this episode of the Abundant Living Podcast. This is your podcast where you can discover how to better serve Christ, create great friendships with like-minded ladies, and live a more abundant Christian life. Before we dive in, remember you can find podcasts like this and so much more on a website at christianladiesfellowship.com. While learning more about this unique ministry, you can also read articles, find resources like books and music, sign up to get helpful devotions delivered right to your inbox, and click the link to join the conversation in our Facebook group. Thank you for joining me today for season number two of the Abundant Living Podcast. This is episode number 41. I'm your host, Tracy Burns. I look forward to a great podcast season filled with things that I know will help all of us. I'm planning to interview some other Christian ladies this year and maybe a couple of guys. I know you're going to want to stay up to date on listening to the podcast so you don't miss anything. Last year, we almost tripled our average weekly listenership in just eight months months. I know there are many of you who found this podcast through Christian Ladies Fellowship. If you didn't, I encourage you to check out our website, christianladiesfellowship.com. We also have an Instagram and a private Facebook group. And as always, I love to hear from you how this podcast and its accompanying ministries are helping you. Don't forget to share this podcast with another lady. There's no way we would have experienced the kind of growth we did last season without your word of mouth recommendations. And I appreciate the those of you who consistently spread the word about the Abundant Living Podcast. In this episode, I want to share a challenge with you for the new year. Now, that being said, if you're listening to this and it's like September, don't think you can't start right now to implement these things into your daily life. Here are five ways that will help you to grow spiritually this year. Number one, don't be afraid to take a stand. I've often talked on this podcast about knowing what you believe and why you believe it. First, we have to ask the question, how can you take a stand on what you believe if you don't know the how or the why? It's important to understand your beliefs first and foremost. In a recent episode, I shared how taking the course Baptist History helped me understand my Baptist doctrine and distinctives and to really solidify why I believe what I believe. You can take these courses for yourself from North Florida Baptist College. Their website is nfbcforme.com, and I will put a link in the show notes. Once you know what you believe and why you believe it, be willing to take a stand. The world has enough wishy-washy Christians who just lean whatever way the wind blows. We need more Christians, and yes, even Christian ladies, to take a stand on the things that are important. Nobody likes a flaky person. I actually have an episode I'm working on that deals with this specifically, but I would imagine God finds the flaky Christians rather disappointing. Our homes need ladies who will say, nope, this is where we stand, and I don't care what your friends say or what that family member says. In our home, this is where we stand. Refuse to give in to worldly philosophies and mindsets, and take a stand Whenever the opportunity arises, then don't budge. Yes, it might not be easy, but in the long run, it is always worth it. Number two, challenge yourself. Now, you could use this statement in a lot of different areas of life, but I want to specifically discuss our spiritual lives here. Growth is only achieved outside of our comfort zones. If you keep doing what's comfortable and easy, you will never grow beyond that. I fear that my generation and younger easily find ourselves riding on the spiritual coattails of those who have come before us. We think 
we're spiritual because we go to church three times a week and we don't do any of the bad sins. (laughs) Unfortunately, we're just instead burying our talent like the servant in the parable in Matthew chapter 25. Basically, we're just being neutral Christians. I've seen Christians with so much talent, ability, and potential just phone it in, so to speak, and then take the easiest path. Eventually, their area of ministry suffers, and then it shows. Not only that, even worse is the fact that those others involved in that ministry never have a chance to be challenged or pushed to grow either. A stagnant Christian begets more stagnant Christians. Look at your area of ministry and then think, how can we grow? Where can we improve and make a better impact? How else can I help more people through this area of ministry? I kind of think of this as like a general maintenance. We have to take the time often, even more than just once a year, to evaluate where we serve and to find ways to improve upon it. Now, for personal reasons, here's two ways to challenge yourself. First, If you don't have an area that you serve in, then get one. Get involved in your local church. I mean more than just showing up and being courteous between services. I mean doing something that will make a difference for others. Faithfulness is basic Christianity. Growing and pushing outside of your comfort zone is the next level. Another way to challenge yourself is to set goals that will take work to achieve. Yes, we can all set easy goals, but if they're easy to see as attainable, then they weren't that challenging, were they? Next, you must set processes to get to those goals. I read a book last year called Atomic Habits. It's a great book with excellent ideas on how to set goals and how to get there. It discusses the mindset and the processes behind success in general. Imagine when we apply this to our own areas of ministry or in our own spiritual lives. So think of where you can challenge yourself spiritually. Maybe you just show up for church a few times a week and it's time to jump in and do something for God. Maybe you want to be a faithful and bold soul winner. Maybe you have an area of ministry that can help other Christians to grow and you want to see how many you can help. Guess what? You will grow through the challenge of helping others to grow. Dr. Jack Hiles always said, I don't use my people to build my work, but I use my work to build my people. I love that. Maybe you need a challenge in your own spiritual walk like being a more faithful Bible reader and studier, or you'd like to start memorizing scripture. Push yourself and challenge yourself to grow in Christ. And when you have the right processes in place, work those processes with all your strength. Number three, act in faith. The world has watered down the word faith. They'll say stuff like, oh, that person is a person of faith just because they saw them praying over their dinner or they know they go to church every Sunday. Guess what? Having faith is great, but acting in faith is monumentally greater. Our church did a Sunday school series called Faith in Action a few years ago. These lessons were turned into an excellent study guide. You can get a copy for yourself at brianpublications.com, and I'll link it in the show notes. Most of the lessons dealt with Moses and how his whole life was a series of the waxing and waning of his faith. Overall, I'd say Moses was a man of faith, even if he wasn't perfect, but he was consistent. How much we and Moses are alike, his emotional moments that ultimately only hurt him, his imperfections, his bumpy upbringing and struggles in adulthood. I think all this reminds us that we can also have another one of Moses's most predominant character traits, his faithfulness in the midst of impossible circumstances. I could spend a whole podcast just listing all the times Moses acted in faith, blindly trusting God and obeying him. 
when common sense or practicality said that it was impossible. Where does God want you to step out in faith this year? Is it trusting God to provide because finances look impossible? Is it jumping new hurdles that you've never had to overcome before? Is it giving to God your heart and trusting him with it because it's been broken by others? Is it staying faithful in your ministry, even when it seems impossible, whether financially or even practically, to continue? The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. I don't know about you, but I want to please God in every area of my life. When I surrendered to his will as a young person, I wanted him to have all of me. So if I want to please him, I must live by faith every single day in every single way. Act in faith in the face of impossibility and then get ready to see the miracles that God can do. Number four, make time to work on your spiritual health. It would be silly, even foolish to think that we can be spiritual if we just go to church and don't live wickedly. While yes, these are good things and we should do them. We'll never, never reach our potential for God if we don't make time to grow spiritually. While everyone should have a job to do in the ministry, whether that is teaching Sunday school, helping the bus route, working in the nursery, pick your area if you will, it's never a replacement for walking with God. Going to church will never replace a relationship with God. If we don't take the time to read his word, meditate and study the Bible, and then talk to God every day, we'll eventually just be serving someone out of duty instead of out of love. I've seen Christians quit church and quit on God because instead of cultivating this personal relationship with God and staying humble and tender to him, they served for all the wrong reasons. Some did it out of duty. Some did so because someone wanted them to. Some did so because they were trying to build their own reputation in others' eyes instead of serving to show their Savior how much they loved him. While sometimes in the lows of life, we may find ourselves serving for slightly wrong reasons, it's imperative that we keep in the word have daily conversations with the Lord through prayer to make sure our hearts are in the right spot. Now, ask yourself, honestly, if my church closed its doors tomorrow, would I still serve and live for God? If everyone I love turned their backs on me, would I still serve and live for God? If everyone failed and disappointed me, could I still go on for the Lord? If you answered no to any of these, or maybe even, I don't know, then I challenge you every day to ask God to teach you to love him and keep your heart right in living for him, doing so because you love the one who loved you first. We must set time to invest in our spiritual health. Think right now, what area do I need to work on in my own spiritual life? Maybe you've been hurt and you need to spend time learning to forgive. Do a word study on forgiveness. Write down all the reasons God wants you to forgive Maybe your life has gone through some difficult changes recently, whether health-wise or family or job stuff. Then spend time pouring your heart out to God. When you can't sleep at night because you're filled with worry, use that time to pray. Ask God to give you the rest you need and to ease your stress. Remind him of all the ways he's loved you and blessed you. The Bible says in James 4, 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Make purposeful and intentional plans to spend time with God every single day. We have time when we're willing to make time. Like my dad has always said, people do what they want to do. Number five, help others outside of your home. Now, I want to clarify what I mean by outside. As moms and wives, we get tunnel vision when it comes to our families. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I've heard some women say something like, I'm a stay-at-home mom, that's my ministry. And yes, you should do the best job 
at being a mom that you can be. But does that make the moms that work outside of the home have no ministry? I know some great moms who worked full-time jobs because they had to while their kids were small, and they raised some great Christian men and ladies while doing it. I fear that in the time of life when being a young mom, it's easy to forget that we're supposed to serve God always, not that we get to decide that staying home with kids means we don't have to be involved in church or we don't have to be a faithful soul winner. I'm probably stepping on somebody's toes here, but it needs to be said. How will our kids ever make God number one in their lives if their best example growing up, their own mother, makes the kids number one and didn't make God top of her list? How will they become faithful soul winners if they don't see us being faithful soul winners? How will they see the importance of living for God when we use excuses to miss church when we know we could go sit on a chair for an hour? How will their hearts break for others if we are too busy being mom and not showing them that living for others is God's plan for everyone? In the podcasting app I use to upload this podcast, it has the ability to show me many statistics, like what percentage are listening in what countries, even down to which cities. One of the most interesting demographics is the age brackets. Most of our listeners fall within the age range of 35 to 60, with 68% over the age of 35. I find it curious that the younger generation are such a small percentage, with less than half that at just 28%. Perhaps it's because this generation is the one that's on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and just scrolling social media, being entertained more than looking for ways to learn and grow. I'm sure some will say that it's because their lives are busy, and they are, and I'm not minimizing that at all. But it makes me wonder how many have the time to scroll social media and stream shows, but are too busy to invest in the lives of others. We're only too busy for what we don't want to do. For those of you over the age of 35, I hope, like me, you'll be burdened for this generation of younger women. If we are to follow the biblical commands as the women mentioned in Titus 2 verse 3, then we have to get busy reaching the younger ladies and helping them. I think all of us aged women, if you want to think of it that way, need to open our eyes to those coming behind us and do what God has told us to do in Titus 2, 3 through 5. If you're listening and you're under the age of 35, Thank you, and I hope that you're going to spread the word to your friends about the Abundant Living Podcast. My true desire is that this ministry is helping you to grow and discover how to better serve Christ. I hope that you'll share it with your friends too. That being said, no matter our ages, we can all find ways outside of our homes to help others for the cause of Christ. The best way to find a place to do this is in your local church. If you don't have a church home, I'd love to help you find one within driving distance of your home. Please reach out to me through the email address in the show notes. If you've been in church for any length of time, then you know help is always needed and always wanted. All you have to do is find out who's in charge and then ask, how can I help? Now, if they say they don't need help, don't get your feelings hurt and don't take it personally. Just move on to the next spot and the next person to ask. There's always a place to help. If you want to be involved, if you want to make a difference for others, the only thing standing in your way is you. One of my college teachers used to say in regards to serving others, leave your world and enter theirs. Put yourself aside and help someone, even when it might not be a place you feel qualified to help. There's a reason that the Bible says, I can do all things. What does it say next? Through Christ. He'll be the one to make up the difference when you feel like you're lacking. 
All you need is a willing heart and a dedicated spirit to help others. So to recap, I've given you five ways to grow spiritually this year. I'm sure there's more to be added to this list. I'll have some more practical type helps for you next week to help you grow as a person that kind of go hand in hand with this lesson too. Instead of looking back at where we might have failed or come up short for God, let's look ahead and make purposeful strides to growing spiritually in the coming months. Not only will you find yourself better for it, but imagine what an impact you can make for the cause of Christ. Make this year one where you can look back and say, God grew me and I love him more than I ever thought possible. If you enjoyed this episode of the Abundant Living Podcast, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so that you are notified when a new episode is posted. Please rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. For more helpful content, be sure to check out our website, ChristianLadiesFellowship.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you're leaving with some great things that will help you to live more for the Lord, make amazing Christian friends, and serve the Savior every day. Let's go show the world just how abundant the Christian life can be. Until next time.